Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey. Uh-huh. What's up? What's the word? Uh-huh. It's your boy Cody Mack here with another episode of What's the Word. And today, I got... A special guest in the building, one of my fraternity brothers, the homie Cosine. What's going on with you, guy? How you feel, brother? Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate you for sliding on this. And then co-hosting, co-hosting again. I thought you was going to say gonna, I was I, the special guest at first. No, nah, you just brief specific. I'm just here. <laughs> hey, just y'all. <laughs> no, nah, but you know, I got to have uh, my little bro, brief specific here. My partner. My partner. Uh, my partner in crime. What up, you y'all? know what I'm saying? My ace boom coon. You know what I'm saying? We still looking for her, man. So, if anybody's listening or watching, she you is. You are really embarrassing me right She now. is single. Make sure y'all listen to me on Power 92. Let's go. All right, so Coach, man, when you back at the crib, man, how you feeling, guy? I feel great, man. It's like, man, just always the best, you know, to come home, tap in with family, friends, you know, people I ain't seen in forever. We back outside, so it's incredible, man, for real. Okay. What brought What brought you home? Uh, I had to shoot a video for the Bulls, man. You know, um, last year we did the opener, mm-hmm. uh, so every. Home Bulls game before they bring out the lineup. They got your your boy on the jumbo tron. You know what I'm That's saying? That's dope. So uh, we wrote a a song, the official win song. Now, so every time the Bulls win, they play this song that I wrote and produced and performed. Um, shout out to Jay Clark, and we had to shoot a video. So I had to call up Don C. I had to call up uh, Chris Lofton, Bart. You know they going crazy on power. And okay. Just, shout out to the guys. Know, that was crazy. We got a performance at Tribe tonight. Okay. Um, dropping a single at midnight tonight, Smoking Dream. That'll be available on all streaming platforms. So promoting that. And the project, it takes a year to get to know me. And it's a, a Web3 based project. So it's, you know, locked in with the blockchain. It's an opportunity for fans to be able to make money off the project. So it's a lot of cool stuff going on. What made you want to do a Web3 project? Mm. Uh, well, I mean, the NFT game, the blockchain, I mean, I feel like I first started learning about it just really watching Nipsey, you know what I'm saying, and listening to Nipsey. And then um, also my CEO, Todd Walton, um, you know, he, he's all over it. Like, he was all over NFTs before my last label even knew what an NFT was, mm. to the point when NFTs got popular, they didn't even really want to talk to our team because they were so embarrassed, you know what I'm saying? They that, late to the party. That they missed the whole opportunity, you know what I mean? 
Shit, I'm embarrassed right now because I keep hearing NFTs and I don't really be under. I really don't understand the con. I, the whole concept of it, like you, like well, with this project specifically, it gives the fans the opportunity to like. It, it like makes the project like a small company. So just imagine all the times coming up, you saw artists that you believed in, you found them early before they were big. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you could, you know, spend a few dollars and then. If that artist blows up, when that artist blows up, you basically blow up with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have a percentage and are able to make royalties. So, like, in the past, it's almost like you find that artist that no, nobody really knows about, and then they go commercial or they get big, and you get mad because it's like, dang, man, now he, they doing this and that. We get a lot now, of <laughs> on the flip side, you know, under the Web3 Act, you want that. You want your artist to blow up because you're invested. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like being a stockholder. Uh, but then also being able to vote, make some of the decisions. This should be the next single. It's like super dope. Yeah, that's, that's different. So is it like kind of like, because uh, how I look at it and how I thought it was when it comes to music, I figured it was like bringing a way to bring album sales back and take away from just being streaming. Um. Yes, but to me, I just feel like the the win is that the fan can make money off your project. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like now, especially being independent, you know, I don't have to feel like I need a major label investment or I got to go take a slave contract at a major label deal. I can stay indie, and if you rocking with you know, the project genuinely, you know what I'm saying, you can invest in and as the project goes and builds, you're able to make money. This is it's crazy. We had um I wanna shout out Rance from fifteen hundred because he had Gary V like literally pull up to the studio. He'd be having these like meetings, whether it's with the sheriff in LA or LAPD or somebody like a Gary V. Mm-hmm. They have a school in LA called Fifteen Hundred Sound Academy. I'm familiar. And yeah. he had Gary V just come through and just literally lecture us on the whole, you know what I'm saying, play with NFTs and Web three and so so forth like that. So it's an exciting time, man. For real. I gotta get I gotta learn more about it. I feel like I need to learn more about NFTs and TikTok. Those are two things I need to school and myself. NFT, TikTok, and Web three. And Web three? Yeah, and, and four is smart contracts. Smart contracts. Smart contracts. What's them, that? Them four. Them four right the there. It's still like Web three based, Web three information, but like those are the four. Smart contracts, Web three. NFTs, absolutely TikTok. I gotta get ahead of the wave, <laughs> definitely. Now, it's something that you said in the beginning of the statement. I don't, I don't want you to uh, brush over when you talked about working for the Bulls and doing the work that you're doing with them. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned Don C. Uh, so it seems to me, like, oh, first of all, tell me how did the Bulls reach out to you to get you involved? Well, my manager is one of the best managers in the world. Her name is Felicia Font, strong, beautiful black queen. Like mm-hmm. the, the gang of my business is ran by just strong, beautiful black queens. My lawyer, management, my day-to-day manager, Ebony, that you see here, mm-hmm. you know, just incredible. And so her and Michelle, who's the head of entertainment at the Bulls, go way back. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, oh, my client is from Chicago. You know, you should do something cool. And one thing that I want to say, especially to people listening and the young creatives, like, don't be afraid to create your destiny, right? Because when I engaged with the Bulls, 
Um, I didn't know what I was going to do, you know, and I ended up writing a poem, you know what I'm saying? Like a love letter to Chicago and then just put a beat behind it and scored it myself. And she heard it and lost it and ran it out the, uh, it was the Sears Tower. What is it called now? The Willis, Willis Tower. Tower. It's still Sears Tower. It's Sears Tower. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so ran out the Sears Tower and the, and the rest is history. Um, and then uh, I gave out the game ball. It was so funny because when they introduced me, they were like an actor, a producer. A poet. Cosign, I'm like, a poet? <laughs> I'm a goddamn poet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, that it's super random. But, um, you know, being from Chicago, coming from immigrant parents, right? Mi madre de Panama y mi padre de Guatemala. So I'm fully Afro-Latino. My government name is Marcos Enrique Palacios, right? Nobody was in the business in my family. My family ain't even from this country. So when you get your pinky toe in the dough, fam, that's all it takes for a hustler like me. You let me get that pinky in that thing, and that's it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so if it was a poem to get in with the Bulls, we didn't finesse that to now be in half court with Don C and all my guys and my people and a video and a theme song. Like, we haven't had a win song since Lupe Fiasco in, like, 2014, you know? Wow, we ain't won since. <laughs> I was gonna say, so what have we been playing? But we ain't people ain't winning. even winning like that. I, I I like that because the reason why I really wanted to highlight that because I I feel like Chicago. We talk about being late to the party. I feel like we was late to the party because L. A. Always had the stars, had the celebrities. They always been a thing. And New York, New York, York going crazy with it right now. And that's that's another reason why I called Don C because when New York did it, I saw how fly Jim Jones and them was. Yeah. I'm like, yo, yeah, Don, geez, that's what I'm comparing. Please, bro, I need to be as drippy as physically possible. And he sent me these like Don C Bulls pants, and I didn't even know it existed. I'm like, bruh. So yeah, that was man, that was a movie, yo, for real. We did the open. video drop yet? Video hasn't dropped yet, but it'll, it'll be out by playoffs. Okay. I just want to just, you know what I mean, just say, like, what y'all doing with that whole entity is dope for the cities, for the culture, you know, um, just bringing Chicago. It's good to just see Chicago hip-hop at the games, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I'm yeah. pretty sure, you know, we're going to have more hers, more dirks. Like, I know y'all just going to have more people out there, so I just want to salute y'all for opening up that door. That's Absolutely. Dope. Absolutely. That's dope. Now... Music, right? Mm-hmm. So we're gonna do a history lesson for for the the younger generations don't know who we talking to, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you part of uh, what I like to call uh, a dynamic duo, the interns, right? Mm-hmm. You on tours, so, so tours from Harvey, right? Mm-hmm. South, okay. So um, shout out to two SVP of Def Jam as well. I mean, I got some Def Jam. I gotta ask you too. Then we're gonna get into that. So how did Coast get his musical start? Uh, I mean, I got to get that to my mom. Cause my mom made music seem like it was like regular, like reading or math or science. Like she just made it seem like just regular. You know, ever since I was a kid, I was playing piano, fifth grade saxophone, eighth grade, uh, third string drummer at my church and, and in the choir. You know what I'm saying? That's how it be, though. <laughs> <laughs> they make you do everything. I got to wait for the, uh, the little kid choir to go up to finally get some time on the drums, man. <laughs> Um, and then high school was like kind of a blend of it all. And then I went to Florida A&M and that's another cheat code, you know, cause I was at St. Joe's in Westchester, you know, and, um, that still was like kind of a mixed school, you know what I'm saying? 
um, look. And so I knew my college experience, I needed to be immersed in black. You know, so I went to HBCU. I went to a college with the best band ever. And it's crazy because when I got there, I just won the Louis B. Armstrong Jazz Award, got to FAMU, and was the weakest link out of like 60 saxophones because on some generation, like it's people, granddaddies, grandmamas that's been in the Marching 100, you know. And so that's where I really learned how to practice. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know I was supposed to play saxophone so my lip was going to fall off and my neck had a rash on it <laughs> from the strap. Like it's different, you know. And um came back, transferred to Columbia College, graduated, uh, man, it's crazy. Three years after my mom gave me her last, which was to graduate from college. I graduated three years later on Mother's Day from Columbia with a 4.0. Then they hired me. So I was a 23-year-old college producer teaching two classes, one that I made up called Hip Hop Beat Making and another one called Producing Recorded Music 3. And while teaching at Columbia, I was moderating a panel and met a guy by the name of CL who was partners with Mims. Mims was fresh off of, this is why I'm hot. This is why I'm hot. You know what I'm saying? Needed a new, I mean, that was like a huge like ringtone, like monster of a record. And so they didn't know where to go. They was like, you know what? We're not going to go with a big name producer. We just want something that sounds different. And my sound was different, you know, at the time. And that's, you know, the rest of history. My first gold record, Mims, Move If You Wanna. Then I ended up executive producing that album, getting a Sony publishing deal, and then moving to L.A. in 2009. Mm. And you were teaching throughout this whole... From 06 to, you know, before I left, like 08. Mm -hmm. So what would you say for up-and-coming producers and engineers and artists, how important is it? Because, you know, a lot of us are self-taught these days, Mm -hmm. and we have, like, master classes or, like, Mm -hmm. I don't like to call them, like, shortcuts, but it's, you know, it's different trades, different ways to get into the business. So Mm -hmm. how important is it to actually go to a four-year institution Um, if you want to do music? You know, it's definitely not mandatory. You know, Mm -hmm. Kanye gave us college dropout a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know Puff ain't. Ain't graduate, I don't think. Um, so it's definitely not mandatory. But for me personally, just from my how I learn and how my story goes, education is everything, which is why I put a school bell on all my beats. So when you listen to Rihanna, cake, 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 when you listen to Big Sean, ass, 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 or Nicki Minaj, Anaconda, Nas the Don, John Legend, Made to Love, like all these songs I've, I've been like putting the school bell there, shouting out my mama and promoting education the whole time. And the cool part about nowadays is, nowadays we got YouTube University. Mm-hmm. So you don't even have to spend all that paper. You can go find you somebody cool and dope on YouTube and just stay locked in. You know, lock yourself in the room for a second. And when you come out, you're going to be different. You know, so I'm huge on just researching. No, that's facts because I got my degree from SIU in marketing, but I learned how to do flyers, video, editing, photography, everything on my own just by doing it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm the same way. I don't even use my degree. No, I'm saying. But so, I still be taking piano lessons on YouTube right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I like get frustrated if I can't pick up a song right away and pull up a little YouTube tutorial, get them little chords, and go about my business. You know what I mean? But you different, though. Like, <laughs> you different. Because I, I, I was doing my research on you, and I seen just, like, how you broke down. So, first off, you was a college professor at 23. Mm-hmm. That's already different. Because most people just be graduating college at 23. So, it must have been, you must have been so musically inclined and just understand what you the game to for them to hire you at twenty three so that shit just dope in itself. 
Um, but then I was doing my research and just seeing how you break down music and how you was teaching your students to break down music. I could just see like how certain it just be second nature to you and just how you like how you say school. You know? It's it, because like especially like Billboard music, like st- stuff that makes it to the charts, is very formulaic. You know what I'm saying? So I get people sending me demos all the time, right? And I ain't gonna lie, I hate listening to music. Like I hate it. I hate it. Um, I do. It's important. It's a part of what I have to do. But I have to listen to so much music all the time that like it's just oh man, it's, it's a little rough. So when I'm when I'm doing it though, and I'm locked in, one of my biggest pet peeves is when people don't have the why in a song. Mm. So I listen to it, and it'd be cool, and they might have like a great voice, and it'll sound cool, but there's no why. And there's also then the second biggest problem that I see when I get demos is records are very very selfish. I'm coming with this. I'm do, I'm gonna do you like this. I'm a I'm a I'm a, and it's just like that's not gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? Like if you talking like when a woman is listening to a song, she wants to feel like. You talking to her, you know what I'm saying? And like, especially like men when they writing songs about women and I'm listening to it and it's like, you saying all this, but why though, bro? Because of what? Because she did what? Because she looked like what? You know, when it comes to writing and having an ill pen, it's about being very specific. And it's about, are you brave enough to get on the mic and tell the truth? True. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? There's a lot of times, especially now that I've been doing it for so long, we get in the studio, we not just working. I got to figure, I got to know what the story, what we doing, what we talking about, where you at, what you going through, you know what I'm saying, like, what inspires you, there's a lot of questions, I just worked with one of Mickey's artists, dang, what's shorty name, I want to say Anne-Marie, Anne-Marie, Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie. shout out to Anne, yeah. man, shout out to Anne-Marie, and it's crazy because, by just having this, like, my barber had got to the studio right when she got to the studio, so it was like, hey, Mickey, I got to just talk for a second while I get this haircut, it's the best it was the best conversation because she was able to just get on YouTube, plug up to the aux, and play me songs that she inspired by, and play me like old Chicago stuff and what they different juke stuff that they listening to, you know, for her generation. And me, all I did was sample one of the ideas that she gave me. That took like 10, 15 minutes. She called. Um, I don't want to be giving away her features. I don't know if she made the announcement, mm-hmm. but she called somebody else to the studio. They dropped their verse off, and it was like one of the craziest easiest dopest sessions that i've done this year you know and it's all through her just being able to articulate what she what she like you know what i mean what she into what she inspired by okay i wanted to ask how when you say you listen to people music and they have to have that why how do you identify that why within somebody else's song um is it just like so like so like for example hours and hours right priscilla Mm -hmm. renee now goes by money long but we used to work together all the time. She was like a really good friend of mine. And when I was listening to that song, you know, it's a one-time listen for me. Like I heard it the first time. I was like, it's out of here. She's out of here. She's working her whole life. She's gone. But there's a moment in this song where, you know, she says, and then I found you. Like it's like this whole buildup. Yeah, she's just right. describing and going going and then it's just like and then I found you and it's just like there's the why you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. these niggas almost made me quit she going in about what the plot is of the story and then bomb and it's just so she's like one of the best 
writers that I've ever been in a room with. Even that song, Time Machine, is not as popular as Hours and Hours. I like that song. Really, really well it written, really man. Song. Yeah. And it's going crazy on TikTok, too. Man. See, I got to get on TikTok. <laughs> time machine. I gotta get on TikTok. So who else you been working with on this in this year? Uh, I've been in a lot with Sweetie. Okay. Yeah, but now with Sweetie, I was in with Dreezy. I was in with both of them together and that was super dope. Like Shy Town, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so that that record that they got together, that's you? Cause I seen them, they posted it already. Yeah. Like, they posted already posted it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's 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 they already posted it. I'm just saying, that's you. That's you? Yeah. Oh, man. You might as well go ahead. Oh, I was there, you <laughs> I was there, you know what I'm saying? Um, right. but, exclusive. but the sisterhood, though, you know what I'm saying? The sisterhood was inspiring. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we know that um, women in hip-hop don't always embrace each other. For sure. You know what mm. I'm saying? And, like, Sweetie through Dreezy. A birthday party inside the studio session. Like I walked in, it was like Dreezy balloons, dinner for her, cake. I'm like, hold on now, sweetie. Like I've been here for <laughs> weeks on end. You ain't never laid it out. I mean, I guess it's because it wasn't my birthday, but damn, man, the sisterhood was real, yo. And just watching them work together, watching them elevate each other was just, man, it's just beautiful, man, for real. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. I like to see how you like you you being you trying to be humble, uh, cause if I guess if we weren't for the career like and just in the like in this same work uh space as you, a lot of people wouldn't know you. Um, do you ever run in like situations with like up and coming artists and stuff like that, or just people just act like you know what I mean? Where you got to not be humble and let them know like who who you are. Like I got platinum hits, I got gold records. Nah, I just sent them my playlist. I made a playlist called "Cosign the Producer and the Artist" on iTunes and Apple Music and Spotify. I just sent them a playlist and then let them scroll and keep scrolling. You know what I'm saying? And but listen. see, I feel like you're <laughs> everywhere though. Like I was watching, I never watched Star from beginning to end, and I was watching Star like a couple months ago, and I was like, yo, I know that dude. Like. That and the condo coming up, like everybody knew that was the. End. I feel like the interns was like those producers when we. Was but you'll be up. but we said about when we right, coming up. We coming up. You'll be surprised. Young people don't know. Oh, like, have you ever yeah. ran into a situation? Where oh, it happens all the time. I'm like nowhere near a household name, which is why I keep it so humble. Because and then my team be telling me like, you got to remember you cosign. I be like cosign be. Outside, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, try. There's been times when I was trying to get in the club, my shit is blaring through the door over the head of the bouncer. He's, like, Who are you? She's trying to get in the I'm club like, and they playing your music. <laughs> I only got like 30 more seconds of the song for the DJ goes, Let me in, dog. Let me in, dog. Um, yeah, but it was funny. Um, we were at the Bulls game the other night and we had like a the Jumbotron moment where they put us up and the names. And um, somebody put on Twitter, uh, my daughter said, Mommy, that looks like Lil Dini on the Bulls game. You know what I'm oh, saying? Lil Dini. Lil Dini was my character on Star. Star. Oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, like, that's another thing, too. Like, I did a TED talk about 10 years ago. No, no. 2015, 16. It's called Rewrite Your Life. And mm-hmm. it was like the first year that we weren't on the charts and like, six years and I just did not do well you know what I'm saying like did not take 
you know, we was nominated for Rap Song of the Year with Anaconda. It's like 2015. And then, like, 2016, it was just like, you know, we had LMA placements, a couple of little things, but it just was, like, slowing down. And I was not doing well. I moved back to Chicago, and I just became focused on diversifying. So 2016, I became an on-air personality for Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Uh, beat, beats one at a time on the radio, that. so you know, live in over a hundred countries, and it really changed. I still do that show on Sundays at eleven a.m. and five p.m. Um, twenty seventeen was my first show on BET called Man Cave with I Jeff Johnson and Slink and Tank. My mama loved that show. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then I started producing music for Empire and Star, and I started acting on Star. Most recently, I did um, a show called. The Encore on BET, mm-hmm. which featured oh, like with the Cherry Sisters. Cherish, yeah. Um, okay, y'all putting y'all putting me on something. I remember the show, but that I never was watched the show. it. <laughs> it was lit. It was they so was much drama. Well, they was, was on with you, bro. They was on that. <laughs> they did me wrong. They was on they that did with him. Yo, they was yo. It was crazy because in my mind. It was like, you know what, I'm going to do this show because I work with the Cherish Twins all the time already. And I be getting money with them. And one thing about production and like, and it's why I'm doing Tribe tonight is like people know about me, but they've never seen the magic trick. And the way this music business works is like, we got to see it. This mm-hmm. is why live concerts and tours make so much money because we come in to see it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to be on TV. They're going to actually see me in the studio creating with them. This is going to be the best show ever. Lies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, lies, yo. Wow. They was on there like, I'm the producer. No, no, I'm the producer. Oh, real talk. Like. <laughs> like, do they produce? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. For real? Or they just... I had never seen them produce or heard a produced track. You know what I'm saying? So I was that was news to me. I was like, oh, okay. Because... In all of my contract negotiations and everything that I was told about the show, I'm the producer. You that's know what, what I'm saying? I mean, that's like, what the show looked like. It looked like they were there to like perform and you was there to produce and engineer the music. But <laughs> it ain't go like that. Man. And, and my thing up. is, is though, you got to know, like, I love collaborating. Like, I love working with people mm-hmm. um, so much so that my lawyer complains about it because I'm also a hundred percent. Like, I can write, produce, perform. You know, and, and turning a song finished. You know what I mean? Um, but I love working with people. So 
man, I do co-productions with people all the time. You know what I mean? Anaconda was a co-pro, you know. Um, Cake was a co-pro with Dream, you know. Um, but, yeah, uh, that was tough. That was tough. I couldn't wait for that shit to be over. <laughs> <laughs> I think I seen something like some on Twitter was trending one day about, I guess it was about that. Like, yeah, I guess uh, cool. have, yeah, have it was cool. It was musty yeah. TV. It was good. It was it just was, good old-fashioned reality TV <laughs> drama. It, it ain't coming back? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, right, so we talking. We just got. We talking about producing and working with artists. So early off, Mike, you was telling um Bree here that you saw a tweet about her saying that you, the tweet was, "Let me Chicago music scene is dry." Right. I just feel like we talked about it. Ah, <laughs> yeah, so well, we gotta bring it back. No, we got. We got. We gotta get it. It's a, cool though. Yeah. Um, and you say yeah, when Bree was on Twitter talking about how all Chicago artists is whack as Stop hell. Lying like, wow, me. Bree. Stop lying. Really? Because they'll believe you before they believe you. <laughs> nah, nah. Too many people watch this. They're going to be like, yo, Bree. But nah, so you say that, sh- that tweet reached all the way out to LA. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so what do you, how do you feel about the Chicago music scene? Um, well, I'm always looking to, to be educated. So, like, that was the reason why I was so into it because then I saw people just kind of being like, no, have you heard of this person? Have you heard of that person? And I have a label, Gourmet Ratchet Records, and I have an artist that I'm bringing out that's from Chicago that I signed tonight, you know, and I've, I'm probably about 60 records in with this kid, you know, as far as, like, flying back and forth to Chicago, flying to L.A., you know, you talk about artist development. We been we own them and we still own them. You know what I'm saying? And his grandfather is arguably one of the greatest artists ever from Chicago, Ramsey Lewis, senior, right? And it's funny because his sister was my pastor growing up. So playing jazz saxophone, I was playing with his grandfather as a kid in church. You know mm. what I'm saying? And his father used to produce his grandfather's records and I was an intern for his father. So I feel like I didn't know was groomed as a producer to sign like the baby. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, yeah, it's another reason why, you know, I felt like it made sense. One, because I know this kid's family, his lineage, and he's got a great spirit, great attitude. Um, the first thing I did when we started working was give him a two-hour lecture to listen to. And he flew to L.A., and I was like, it's a quiz, you know what I'm saying? And he went in his book bag, popped open his laptop, had pages and pages of notes from the lecture. And I'm like, oh, okay, you you gonna be all right, shorty? You know what I'm saying? Like for real. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm all about Chicago. Like I, as soon as I came in, I was straight in the studio with Rocky Fresh. You know what I'm saying? Shout out the Rock. And Bark. You know what I mean? Like I I've been working with her since since I didn't even know he rapped. I thought he just played ball. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was mm-hmm. playing ball with him in L.A., and I didn't even realize, like, oh, no, this 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 man, he, he get down for real. You know, he was just coming to L.A. to <laughs> get out the city and, and grow. You know what I mean? I don't know if I heard from Hoop, man. The clips I'll be saying, he look kind of fluky. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to her, though. Well, yeah. This is a while ago. He definitely was jumping out the gym dunking this shit. I was like, Herb okay. jumping out the gym dunking. Yeah, real talk. Real talk. People can elevate now. So you gonna sit here on this podcast <laughs> and tell me that G uh, Herbo can dunk? He could. He definitely. Uh, he dunk on somebody. somebody? Did that was it dunking on? Was it was it dunking? Was it a ten foot rim? 
But it was catching oops and being able to dunk. G Herbo ain't never catching no oops. I, I call him right Let now. Herb ain't. I call him right now. Herb ain't never catching no oops. Hey, bro. No cap. Herb gonna see this too because he always commenting on this. We gonna Herb. <laughs> G, y'all need the one on one. I need the one on one. I I can see the hoop, but J, I mean, you talking about he catching oops, ducking, putting between the legs. I cannot see that with no hurt. Put it between you, the right? legs, <laughs> man. But how you doing it? Like he, he got hurt out here, like he going crazy. Like, no, man. I don't see oh, that. Man. No. Uh, I want to say two All Star. Whenever All Star was in Chicago, we had a celebrity game, and Herb and Chance played it there. I'll a. Herb is trash. I, I mean, Chance is trash. Hey, but Chance was getting buckets. That's why it was Chance so funny. Trash. You're a hater. No, it's listen. You can. I hope Herb you, beat you up. We can. We can like still. basketball. If you from Chicago, you can talk trash in basketball. That's yeah. a, like if you feel sensitive about somebody talking about your game, then you ain't from Chicago. Yeah, you from yeah, the yeah. birds. That don't do. make <laughs> none less than. A That's hater. all we do in the gym is talk straight up. <laughs> Straight up, but now Chance, I don't know about him. But her, this man said her taking between the legs, alley hoops. Her was nice. I'm right. on it too. Her was nice. I gotta see this. Her, we need some highlights. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see a highlight reel ASAP. But so the single right now is Party Girl. Right now it's Party Girl, I and like we dropping a uh, Smoking Dream at midnight tonight, and it has a a, a mystery feature on there. So. Mm. You might as well just let us know what the He ain't letting is. us know nothing. He ain't even tell us the name of the kid he signed. <laughs> <laughs> you so about to find that out in like two hours when y'all okay, have to drive. Okay, but you can say hey. it. I mean, it's not, we not going to drop it before. Two hours? Right. Nope. We can't even edit that fast. Nope. <laughs> nope. I want you to stay and follow me on IG, cosign, K-O-S-I-N-E, and the YouTube, cosign, and you will see. Stay mm-hmm. tapped in. We want them to stay tapped. Tell us what city they from. He said Chicago. You said Chicago? Chicago. Yeah, he's from the crib. His dad. The crib. Dad produces granddad. He had gave his sister with the pastor. No, you said, I'm talking about the feature. Oh, uh, the feature. Ooh, where is she from? I think she's not That's from this girl. country. Shinsia? Nope. Dang, Trina. Mm-hmm. Nope. So it's crazy. She had, some, she had some drama, so she couldn't, you know, use her... Her name, name, so she just, she just had to use like her imaginary stripper name, but she owned the track, and that is what it is. <laughs> you go here, it sounds great. But we know who she is. Though. We'll see. <laughs> so if I get it, <laughs> I'm gonna put, it in, the bride, I'm gonna the put it in the comment. I'm gonna put in the comment under one of your pictures. I got a, I got a question, man. I want to ask. Um, so. We was talking about music, and you was you was working with Def Jam at a point in time, right? You still with them? I worked with all, like a gang of labels, Def Jam, Interscope. I, I, I thought I thought it was you was supposed to be like uh, supposed to be helping like NR producing like a lot of their records, uh, a lot of their artists at one point. I did, I yeah. did, but I didn't have like an exclusive, exclusive deal. Okay. I wasn't like an in-house producer. I like did like production deals with different labels, like five song, ten song deals. Okay, so. Fly through them, you know what I mean? Okay. Because the reason why I wanted to ask you that uh, is because I've seen, like, Def Jam signed a lot of artists from the crib over the past few years. Like, a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. And um, and just being completely transparent, it's always just been a talk that they like, yo, Def Jam don't know how to handle Chicago artists. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, they had Dirk for a minute. Yeah. 
and then but they got once Belay, he got off of there he went crazy yeah so what's your thought process because like, we got somebody from Chicago at the top you know what I mean over there with your your partner too so like mm-hmm. what's your thoughts on that when people say like Def Jam don't know how to handle Chicago artists um I don't really have a lot of thought per se just because. I don't really keep up with the major labels like that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I think that that's why my path is what my path is and why Two's path is what his path is. Because when we were the interns, you know, he was more the business and I'm more the music, you know what I'm saying, artist, talent, you know. And as we grew, he went inside and became, you know, an A&R. And now I'm on stage and on TV. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like we kind of, I hate politics, bro. I feel like when it comes to like label stuff and, you know, certain business, and it just like takes the love out of what it is that I do. Like I have a gift from God, bro. You know what I'm saying? And so scripture talks about how your gift will make room for you mm-hmm. that's really like my main focus is just making sure that my good my music is so good that somebody has to buy it you know what i'm saying and that's been my formula to success that you could have an album that you think is done then i come in the room with my laptop and play some music and you got to go find some money because now this is your new first single that's been my approach, you know, kicking people off of albums. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> kicking people off the album? Off the album. You was on there. You you already got paid. You thought it was happening. Then you took a co-sign meeting. And now we, like, one time I went and I worked with Usher. And I did, I don't know, maybe like five songs with Usher in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Came back, was following up, like, yo, y'all going to pay for them? Y'all paying for them? Y'all want that for the album? You sure you, you don't want to pay for it? Okay, cool. Went in the studio with, with Trey Songs, sold three songs to Trey Songs. All the songs I sure was sleeping on, moving right over. Thank you, Atlantic. You know what I'm saying? And so that's kind of like been my approach. It's really more so just focusing on the music. Like, we're going to be doing more, you know, with this artist that we have now. We're going to be taking meetings and doing other things. So maybe this question in a year as far as like, how major labels move and what they are aren't doing with artists, I probably know some more. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm kind of anti a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like more like indie, black owned, mom and pop, move to the beat of my own drum type thing. You know what I mean? I could see that from you. And you speaking on like getting paid and stuff like that. It's a quote, and you were saying that big money in music is not consistent. You know what I'm saying? Getting a lot of people getting paid for music. That's a quote that you said in the interview. Um, what advice can you give to other creatives like yourself? Because I feel like you, what they say, anomaly, like it's only one of you, like a person that can do everything, like it's only like one of you. And But what advice can you give up to other young creators like myself, Bree, like to, you know, that's in music, but how to, what can we do to get money outside of just focusing on music? Well, I would say try to be, um, like self-sufficient, right? So like I would put together a label of just you and all your friends. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I think a really, really good um, formula for that, a label that is killing it right now, is five homies from college, LVRN, mm-hmm. Summer Walker, yeah. Black, 
Um, they just signed uh, Ray Vaughn, who's DJ Money's artist. That's Wale's DJ. You know, but it's five of them. You know what I mean? And they all make up LVRN. So, you know, I would gather all my, my friends, my network of, of people that have special gifts, special talents, and just figure it out together. You know, put y'all money together, but like try to be as self-contained as possible. What does what does that mean? Like meaning like we could make a track right now. I could pull my laptop out and my mic. We could make a track right now and have it up in iTunes by tomorrow. So that's totally different than how it was before when you needed distribution. Now there's websites like DistroKid where you can go and have it on Title, Spotify, and then boom. Make TikToks on. There's so much that you can do. And I think that it's really about the consistency. Like, not worrying about if it looked like your artist got all the chains on or if it looked like big money. Just make it about creativity. Mm. Because I've seen people cut through with minimal budget. You know what I'm saying? But it was so fresh and it was so creative that it just had to cut through. It was able to cut through the noise. And again, that's that's how I play. I play with like, nah, my shit just that hard. I don't care what politics is going on out here. I went to a label and I was beating myself up, right? Because I'm like, am I supposed to be doing what two doing? Am I supposed to be an A&R at a label? Like, you know, you know how sometimes you just kind of like are looking at your purpose and just making sure you all the way aligned? Mm-hmm. So a big homie of mine is Mark Pitts. And I went to him to get some executive coaching. And there was three other A&Rs there. One of them is from Chicago, too. His name is Dash. I know um, in the school, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's four A&Rs there. I'm there for two hours. And I'm listening to them talk, and I'm getting my executive coaching. But the whole conversation at the label all day is hits. You know what I'm saying? And looking for hits. Mm-hmm. I walk around with hits in my book bag regularly. I pull my laptop out after two hours, play one song. It wasn't for sale, either. It was like... I'm not playing this for y'all artists. I'm playing this because Shorty is star and the song is smash. So if you want to buy this single and do a single deal, or if you want to sign Shorty to your label, that's an option. Play the song. First thing they say is, we want to buy that for some of our artists on the label. I'm like, what did I tell you before I played it? You know what I'm saying? Then he's like, all right, cool. Did a single deal. Sign Shorty on the spot. So it's like... (laughs) It's like it's not meant for me to be an exec. Because even though I try to go there and be quiet, I make the hits, yo. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I'm, and she's a new artist. And I feel like that's the next level of cosign. If I could be a discovery platform for where you can find the next and make sure that I'm giving them high-octane quality production, I'm on my job. Because like even last night I was in the studio and I'm just on my phone calling like, who the hottest in the city? Could you tell them to pull up? Because I'm here for the next five hours. And that's... That's how I move when I come to the city. So I'm always looking for new talent to help, you know? You one of them gatekeepers that was yelling at me on Twitter about, they say Chicago gatekeepers don't really do their job. But I like how you just explain how you just put Shorty on. Like, no, I'm not selling the song. But y'all could buy into her as an artist. Like, we need more of that in the city for sure. Yeah, we got to figure that out. You know what I was thinking about? I was thinking about, like, damn near on some, like, and this is a, it's not this, but just so you know where my head is at, like kind of like some American Idol. Mm-hmm. Like 
we put out a call and that like, we're looking for an artist to work with, you know, produce, co-sign. We probably could. We have a pretty big platform, the three of us together, mm-hmm. and just really put it out there and then go through the talent together. I was telling my team, I was like, we should be going through talent all the time and trying to figure out, like, arguing, like, no, no, this is the star. No, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then invest in our time. So, like, that's something I'm definitely interested in doing. No, for sure. I like that. That's definitely needed. That's definitely needed. That way y'all can... You can help find this artist. Y'all can come to the studio. The studio, my studio sessions be cracking. And we've been coming across some dope people. Like, we do um, What's the Buzz open mic Mm -hmm. up north. Mm -hmm. And some of the people that come in there, like, I remember this one girl. I'm not going to lie. I saw her, and I was like, what's she about to do? But she had, like, some Rihanna Sweetie level production. Blew us out the water. Performance-wise, it went down. Mm -hmm. But... Like, you didn't even pay attention to her performance because you were so, your ear was so drawn into the song. Who was the producer? Don't even know. know. Don't even know. Don't even know. But the whole open mic, like. She just did the open mic. Wow. It it got to the crazy. Shout out DJ Wood of Thrill and Power 92 DJ. It got so crazy. Like, your set was supposed to only be so long, but Will, like, man, this shit hot. What else you got? He just kept playing her shit on her set. Mm -hmm, And then mm -hmm. the whole crowd, like, man, let that shit ride. Word. I really didn't think that was going to come out of. That girl, right? She was cold. cold. Oh. I say, I'm texting some of my homies that in labels and producers, like, yo, I got a song, right? Something I'm gonna put y'all into, like, this, bro. This but, shit. You, but you ain't texting me, though, bro. That's the issue. I gotta so get it to get it. We here. That's it. Me, God be working. That's what yeah. we about. Amen. Amen. Man. But no, man. Um, man, it's, it's a lot I want to chop it up with you, and I know we you gotta, gotta do a part go. two. We gotta do a part two. <laughs> <laughs> but before I get you to go, I want to get these last two in. Um, this question, I saw, I think that was a lot of Palooza weekend. And I think you, it was with you, uh, Cole Bennett, Big Miss, Apollo G, her, and y'all had like this like this private meeting. I think Bart was the, like y'all have this private meeting. Uh, and I think it was a discussion around mental health and things y'all going to do for the city. Can you like give me some insight what the conversations were like and what some of the plans that came from that meeting? Man, that was a that was a powerful room. You know, that picture is kind of insane. You know, I don't. I think that was my first time like even chopping it up with Polo. You know, really? what I, mean? I don't have even chopped it up with him for real. Um, and was able to even just like give him his flowers. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Chicago is 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 such a layered city. You know what I'm saying? It's so layered that you know how you go about change has to be very intentional and planned out well so like that really was really what that night was it was really like it wasn't that deep but it was like more of an icebreaker to just kind of get us in the room and get the conversation going and hear like the needs of the city and what's going on you know and um man i'm i'm just glad everybody showed up and everybody has it in their heart you know and and you gotta know like people are doing things and helping Chicago off the scene, which is like kind of how you supposed to do it. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't, I know for me for sure, I don't always broadcast, you know, when I'm giving and how I help, you know what I mean? But I do. Like when I came here, we went, uh, we were in Hyatt Park at Tifa School. What's, what's Tifa School? Uh, Hyatt Park. Okay, that's the name of the high school. <laughs> I thought we were just in Hyatt Park. We was at Hyatt Park. Park. 
And uh, and man, it was so dope. Like that type of stuff energizes me, like for real. Like I don't think the kids even realize how much I get from them by tapping in and chopping it up. And we, I mean, we're basically doing this, but like they got it together over at Hyde Park. Like I'm talking about media, cue cards, lights. Yeah. Like I, I, it was legit, yo. It was legit. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess to the artists that are on my side or the gatekeepers of the world, it's just like, man, you know, you, when you give back, it comes back to you so much more that that's just how I move. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I don't even really, I don't even know how I be making money. You know what I mean? And I'll say this. When it comes to making music, it's similar to real estate, right? Because it's residual income. And it's intellectual property. So when I was in uh, at FAM and I was thinking about dropping out because my mom had got cancer. And I was like, man, I hate school. I'm doing this for her. And I just started reading books like crazy. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. When I read that and learned about residual income, you do something one time and you get paid for the rest of your life. That was it. You know what I mean? I was like, all right, cool. So as long as I'm making a new song all the time, I should be straight. And I can tell you, and this is, I get excited about it because it's how I feed my children. You know what I mean? It's a wonderful investment. Music publishing is a wonderful, wonderful investment, man. Like, there's been times where I'm sitting there scratching like, babe, I ain't got it. And then, boom, royalty check come in. I do got it. You know what I'm saying? Just like that. Man, so I just, you know, again, your gift to make room for you, man. You know, continue to write. Register your songs on ASCAP or BMI. You know, it's not not that hard. You know, it's like a five-minute process to put the names in and your IPI number so that if it makes it to sync and film, which is a whole nother way of making money, make a lot of money with Fox, man, and quick and on time because these TV budgets and these movie budgets, they don't play around like music budgets. Like an artist might take two or three years to put out an album or five years to put out an album. When that TV budget is set and they got a $250,000 shoot day, that song has to be done, complete, no samples, cleared, and paid for. You know what I mean? So it's not necessarily as glamorous, you know what I'm saying, the TV and film sometimes. But from a lucrative place, like, it's the wave. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, that's how I, I don't know if you're familiar with Ohana Bam. He from Chicago. Ohana Bam. Ohana Bam. Yeah, but he got hella sinks, and he's not like people don't even like like people don't even know him. Like he should like how they you would think they know him, but he didn't have shit on power. He didn't have shit on Fast and the Furious, like all type of shit. So, yeah, I call that the side though. You know what I'm saying? They ain't letting you in the front door of the music business. Go through the side. Go through the window. Go through the back. You know what I'm saying? Get in that house though. You know what I mean? No, oh, that's facts, man. Man, I feel like this is man, this is a dope interview. I'm, I'm inspired. I'm about to go figure some shit to curate every day, all types, man. Ready, ready to hit the tribe, man. I'm ready to go get some. Hey, new I'm, I'm ready. Ready. ready to kick it. Man, this is man. I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? Coming oh, through, showing love. Me. You know what I mean, Bree. You got any, any last thing you want to ask? Them? You appreciate me too, for here. Man, I appreciate you sliding. Ah, <laughs> 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 
Like, I appreciate you, Bree. I appreciate you. For whatever it's worth, you know what I mean? For what it's worth, I appreciate you, love. Thank you. <laughs> Black man appreciates you, I love you wanting some support sometimes. I uh, got it, got it. You know, we appreciate you for coming through. Anytime. We got tribe tonight. It's lit. Chicago. Shots. Chicago. <laughs> Cody Mag, what's the word? Chicago. We out.